Welcome back to Peep Game Podcast. I'm your host, Zane Martinez. In front of me is my co-host. Introduce yourself. And today we are here with Nakia Webster. That's right. It's just Nakia. What's up? I'm here. Uh, thank you for inviting us in your home and, you know, letting us record here uh, to do your episode. We yeah, really don't forget to go it. when you leave, though. Okay. You know? Yeah, we, we sure. get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just, thank you, just thank kidding. Just thank kidding. you for the little shot that you gave me. Oh, um, so he just told all my business oh, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yes, okay. She is fasting, so she doesn't <clears throat> have a shot either. No, I did not. But I do keep alcohol in the home because normally it's always a party. Always? Always so, a party. Uh, today we kind of want to get into uh, to your story, um, you know, uh, your upbringing, where you're from. And um, yeah, so tell, uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, no, not a problem. So, okay, I guess the best place to start for me in terms of the works that I do now, I do host the mm. Expect Effect podcast. You can follow those pages on Instagram and Facebook. Um, but previously, I got into radio live in, late in 2017. I started mm. working with JP the Rapper. Um, <clears throat> so that's Joshua Nevels, DJ Roro. I was there in Amarillo, Texas doing all of that work, and I was probably 20 at the time. Mm. So that's kind of where things started. Prior to that, I found out I had a passion for writing when I was in third grade. I lived in Pittsburgh, Texas. I moved around a lot because my father was not in the picture. Okay. Um, my mother suffers from multiple sclerosis. Okay. So she's had five major strokes. She's in my life, but not a very good caretaker. She couldn't be, right? Mm. So um, I grew up between my grandmother and great aunt. So they one person lived in DeSoto DFW area. The other person lived in Amarillo, Texas. But we also had my great grandmother had a farm in Pittsburgh, Texas. Okay. So as she got older, which everybody, everyone has been saying, like, it's about to be her time since 2002. She's now 104, doing well. She's still kicking? Literally just broke her hip for the second time. Is still here, y'all. I don't... God. Look, I'm telling you, still here. I called her up one day and she was yeah. like, look, you don't know when you're not dead till you're dead. And when you're dead, you're done. OK, mm -hmm. y'all don't know how I feel. And I, I thought it was her time then, but mm -hmm. she's still here all these years later. So um, around that time, my aunt was like, OK, I'm going to pack up everything I have in DeSoto, Fort Worth area. And we're going to go move to Pittsburgh on the farm. And I was like, oh, I don't mm, I don't know about Can't it. Fuck with the farms. <clears throat> Right, and but I really did live that life for a little bit. It really was 12 years a slave for a short period of my life. Um, and then I went to Amarillo, and I was like, I looked at my grandmother, and I was like, yo, what are you doing? But two completely different structures in households. Mm -hmm. So my aunt was very stringent, very disciplined. Like one day she came and got me from school because my bed wasn't made. She got she, you, she yo, I'm not, I'm not even playing with you, dog. She would like, she like security cameras in the house, and like there's, she's tapping, like she's following me, do, figuring out what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how I'm doing it. So the military, basically, dead ass. Whereas my grandmother was like, listen, I'm going to the casino. I'll see you in about. There's food in the fridge. Two days. <laughs> I hope everything's good with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and also just very sporadic and very much like not going to sacrifice her life on my account, right? Okay. So. Um, I bounced back and forth between those worlds for a little bit. Of course, I watched my mother. There was some abuse there, some turmoil there, some loss there. Mm -hmm. I had two, two suicide attempts okay. in, in that space. And that time, I moved out when I was 17. I was in Amarillo permanently at this time. Um, I was dumb and hot-headed, bruh, and also very broken. Um, you know, going through years of therapy, but still not quite where I needed to be in healing and progress. And also 
in a in a relationship that would prove later to be even more toxic than you know anyone could have imagined but when you've got two kids that don't know any better mm. that's kind of what you end up with so married at 19 fast forward 20 oh, you got married yo bro wow, don't yes 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 i did i did i did it i was there i was in it was like if you remember the movie get out mm -hmm. um, <laughs> i had yeah, you, you, had no. get, you had to get flashed. I didn't. I did it. She was white. <clears throat> okay. And then when I said, give me the keys, babe, she wouldn't give me the keys. All right. So it was just, it was a terrible, it, whew, man, it was, it was a lot of, if I'm being really totally transparent, it was a lot of, I'm right. My feelings are valid. And mm -hmm. if, if we just took like five minutes to communicate, we would understand each other. Mm -hmm. But it's in, you're incapable of doing that because it's like, whereas you should really be trusting a person to expose all of yourself, it's like you're scared. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to argue and I don't want to have these conversations, but I want this to work. Mm. But I'm not going to communicate and I'm not going to change my point. And I'm going to be okay with the awkward moments of silence. And then everything yeah. grows and builds and then we're already living lives that we're really not supposed to be. Yeah, and, and, and uh, to, to your point, you know, it, it just kind of giving uh, too much of yourself. It's, it's kind of scary too because, you know, if you do, uh, like when you're in those type of relationships, that toxic relationship, if you do, if you do give too much of yourself, they can also turn that and use it against you. 110% because it, it does, be, and it becomes triggers. It becomes... Mm -hmm ammunition and it becomes this sick, yeah, this sick something cycle. To keep back in the pocket, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and, and you, it shouldn't be like that, right? right? Because resolution should happen right then. Communication mm -hmm. should happen right then. But it turns into this terrible thing. You know, I wanted, you want me to be perfectly honest? I developed a drinking problem in that time span. Mm -hmm. I developed an eating problem in that time span. I dropped, I was up 150 pounds and down to like 120 in like less than a month after we split up, my father passed the first time we separated. I slept on the couch for like months. She started dabbling in drugs. We mm. started running like together. Like we would run like different scams. Like I was a completely imperfect person, just mm. like really posing. But if you looked at us, you would think like, oh, they're happy and they're great. And you don't know, like we've been calling each other motherfuckers, this, that, and the yeah. third behind closed doors, not sleeping in the same room. And like one of the last times we split, before she even got out the driveway good, like we're in such this terrible space. I said, I'm calling up the landlord in her face and I'm like, get her off the lease. And how do you do that to somebody? Like to anybody in any setting, how do you go from there? And so now it's like, okay, right around that time, real talk is popping. And me and Josh and Ro are just now doing the show. We're breeding in and we're doing all this. Mm. And, but I'm, I'm spiraling even further out of control. Mm. However, professionally things seem to be going very well. So I'm meeting people I shouldn't be around, but everything's booming. I meet Skylar Potter and Matt, mm. and we start doing comedy together, and the shows are popping, and everything's feeling good. And I'm talking about some raw shit, and y'all mm. think it's funny, but I'm really struggling. Yeah. Right? So, like, but every uh, night, it's... I, I don't mean to cut yo, you off. You I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, uh, to get to the comedy, I remember the, your first stand-up that, that had everything you've you, you done, your subject matter was about you calling your mom and you had got everything stolen out of your car right yeah no they but, but they stole yeah. my shit bro yeah <laughs> yes. the, the, uh, everything had got stolen but you, but uh you're really good by the way at comedy oh thank you so I, much I, I man tell you that because um you, you i know that that's a real life struggle but the way you articulated it through comedy where you can use your pain to make other people laugh you have to and i say i say this to say because who who am i really who am i really different from if you really think about it, yes, like shit has been hectic, but who am I really different from? My father had a drinking problem. I have passed people who live on the street. You have people who don't have enough money to eat. Like I'm struggling to pay bills, but I got bills to pay. 
you know like what i'm saying like so i don't i want to take that perspective and shift and you have to take that avenue of your life to say this is going to be all right and for me that was the start of the this movement and this initiative of i just want people to feel good because so many times in my life i feel like that was taken away from me when it didn't have to be taken away and then it's like i was still tasked with the responsibility of choosing how i was going to handle that and that's when i realized that's just how life works it is going to be real fucked off at times but it's on you how you're going to take that and what can i take with that and so i just started wanting to give that back so the shows were like this huge release for me for everything that was going on in the back end and there was like this like this psychotic side of things i like gotten in line with this relationship that was just like you could tell it was left because from the beginning because you got two responsible people mm. like from jump street we're drinking all day nobody's working going to the bars partying spiraling deeper into depression i want to die yo mm. but i'm like okay we're gonna keep doing it for months strong and then real talk starts to fall off and i was like okay i'm gonna do my own podcast i had like announcement dates all this shit and it fell apart um i did a couple of stand-up specials after that but then it was like okay maybe i need to get more consistent more focused i started partying just as hard but now i was also working so i would work 12 hour shifts i would wake up in the morning 6 30 every morning um i would drink <laughs> i would get ready for work i would go to work get off get ready to go to the club be out the clubs by like five in the morning take a power nap back at work i could go to four bars in amarillo i'm telling you right now nobody needed to card me nobody because they'd be like oh we just saw her it's wild like it's wild wednesdays it's thursdays it's like every day but sunday like mm. we're in we're in there and we're partying we're going we're excessive and one night i had gotten really really plastered but i had nothing when i got to the house it was just me but it wasn't like i wasn't drunk enough to just pass out and i just started crying like i was so sad i was so lonely i was so tired like the people that wanted to be around me wanted to be around me because i was partying did they kind of hate you because you know like uh you you weren't as drunk but you didn't have anything else yeah you couldn't get drunk so you didn't have that feeling to suppress your feelings along with my thoughts yeah so you and, kinda and not and big like, well, enough fuck. to face them mm. like i'm not i'm i wasn't ready to say i had a problem mm. maybe some of this was me maybe like oh everything isn't happening to me maybe i'm allowing some things like oh like maybe i'm not so good maybe this isn't so per like Mm, maybe there's some shit I need to shift around. So I call up my cousin and, and I was like, she had, she had moved back to like the family farm area with her kids and her husband. And I was like, yo, I think I need to come home. And she was like, okay. And <clears throat> that kind of put everything on hold. I said, I don't know how the comedy is going to work. I don't know how, how any of my ventures are going to work. I don't know how any of my desires are going to work, but I got to go. And I started putting in an emotion to leave. Um, but even still then it wasn't concrete and my behavior didn't stop even though i recognized i had a problem i started drinking a lot more partying up until the end and i had posted this post like i had my plane ticket right like okay we going but i never paid for the plane ticket mm. so like everybody thinks i'm leaving on this particular day but i actually have blown my money i've gotten drunk tattoos i've gotten bar shutdowns we have done coke this thing but mm -hmm. I have not gotten my ticket home. And I'm up at night that night. I'm praying. I'm like, God, I really, I don't, I don't have a plan, but I know I need to leave. And, and I kid you not, he told me to go to sleep. And I went to sleep. And the next day my aunt calls and is like, what time are you coming home? I said, oh, you know, later. And she said, well, I bought you a ticket. You'll have to take the Greyhound bus, but it leaves at 7 o'clock. 
and she bought me a one-way ticket there and it was like a 20-hour trip you meet some cool people on the bus line though did uh did, did she know that that you had blue all your money or was just kind of just not did, a clue did, did, did she know like your behavior kind of expected you to flake on the trip my aunt is a very skeptical person from mm -hmm. jump street she's very critical with everyone around her but mm -hmm. I think there was, I know when I spoke to her, it was like, you know, I got to get home. I was like, I'm very focused. I'm very persistent. Mm -hmm. And in this moment in my life, like I hadn't been home in five years. Mm -hmm. When I moved back to Amarillo, like right before, like right around the time I started high school, I didn't go home. For, and then moved, when I moved out, like moved out on my own at 17, I didn't go home for five years. I couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't going there. Like I hadn't seen a lot of my family since I was basically a teenager. They didn't know how to perceive me. I didn't know how to perceive them either. And it was really just this whimsical she was a lot like my mother my great aunt was mm. she she like when i was like nine months old she took me in she taught me like everything i know that i would say that allows my diligence and self-control i learned from her when i got in trouble she used to make me read the dictionary bro mm. anywhere she went i went it was like everything we do together and so she was very much like my mother in a lot of ways where her sister was very sporadic and angry and but also had these benefits and things i needed to know to develop my personality today so it was completely left field she called me up and i made it all the way to bfe and all of my creative projects were on hold i was in pittsburgh texas y'all they don't even have a walmart there okay I mean, heard of pittsburgh, exactly yeah, you honestly. haven't but you've heard of pilgrim's pride chicken and that's all they have going for them. <laughs> and so I'm out there. Everything's flopped. Like, I'm not doing anything. But I start putting, I got this cracked iPhone 7. Mm. And I start writing poetry. And I'm just kind of writing out shit I feel. And I'm really, like, just me and God. And I've, like, had this whole breakdown. I'm crying. And I cannot swim, y'all. Mm. I thought about walking out in one of those ponds and just falling in. Because I knew nobody would know to look there for me or find me. or like, And it would just all be over. Mm. And I heard him say, like, it's okay. Just trust me. And I started to walk this process. I didn't get on social media a lot. I became very reserved. And on a cracked iPhone 7, I made four videos that went up on YouTube with subtitles, edits, cuts, my voiceovers, all of it. I did like these short little poetry projects. And I started to kind of just like branch out and put myself out creatively and get more comfortable with that space and really relaying a message that I independently wanted to relay. The name It's Just Nikia was coined because when we first started Real Talk News, Josh would come on and be like, yo, I'm JP the rapper. Skylar would be like, yo, this is comedian Skylar Potter. DJ Rowe would be like, yo, yeah, it's DJ Rowe. And I'd be like, it's just Nikia. <laughs> it is just me. <laughs> like, I'm just yeah. here. And so that's really how that coin came about. And so when I started to put together my own stuff, that's what I wanted it to look like. One morning I woke up, you know, I, I relocated here. I met Tanera, who's amazing. She's a really huge Hi, part yeah she's here she's here in the room with us for the listeners yes. big head um you know but Pretty that's skin. that's my everything though you know and, and she played a huge part and a huge factor in a lot of the progress that i made and so i encourage and employ everyone when you're open to relationships and you're open to the aspects of communication that means you're open to growth and that means you're open to bettering yourself because you're not perfect you're not single because it's you against the world, like says some of it's you, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, and it's okay to address those things and to enter those spaces that really allow you to build something that really promotes everything that you want to do. So that's been a cool experience. And so I relocated out here one morning. I just woke up. Long story short, and I got an idea for a podcast. Mm -hmm. I just woke up, literally hopped. And you're fucking killing it, by the way. I'm, yeah, thank you so much, man. It's a lot of fun. I just, I literally just woke up and started writing out. And I was like, the expect effect. Okay, this is it. 
you got to expect better, you got to do better, you got to believe better. And I got on my phone and I was just doing it. And the first episode we recorded was on the phone in my closet. And, you know, I now got an iPad and whatever. But it's like I've done now seven episodes, seven guests that I've had that I have not even sat down with that have not even been across with me. We're literally recording via Anchor with friends. Mm. And I'm just getting a chance to let people tell their stories, to heal some, to relay some information, to feel comfortable in a space. I want people to feel like you always have a direction and somewhere to go. Because like as a person who did not want to live, like I want to now. And mm. so I know that's possible for you. And I know like you got lights to do, you got... Yo, I've been ne- I got thirty six thousand in debt right now. I can say that because I lived poorly mm-hmm. in my youth. I did a lot of poor decisions. I did dumb things on dumb things, but I know there's redemption for me, and I got balance in my life now. I used to sleep in my car, mm-hmm. like you really can't tell me shit, <laughs> like because I know it moves upward. But I also know that like it's a battle that we fight, but you're always gonna come out on top, and that's the whole point of the show and this relaying this message and it's persistence. Because we all we all got shit we dealing with. Mm. Like I'm really like you like you really think that shit like first world problems. I remember I got pissed one day because I had to go into Wendy's and make my drink because they fucking drive through was closed. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, but it's you gotta over the dumbest. Shit I'm telling you, but you have to mature and like overcome and like tackle those demons. But I mean, like you think about the dumbest shit you get offended by parking spaces. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's me. You know, like shit. It's your job. Like, and I just it's this idea the embodiment of the expect effect is to say like we all need to expect better do better and believe better and you ought to believe that for everything you have been through it ought to be you that comes out on top every time what was was it hard for you uh to go back home um because i I know with uh you know a lot of minority families don't they're not really accepted of uh people being gay Listen. Did, did, did that play a factor of why you didn't want to go back home? <laughs> Listen, the first time my aunt met Sanera, Sanera <laughs> was standing at the door. She didn't even come in the house. She was mm. standing at the door. And I had a leak in my shower. I was staying in the guest house. Okay, so understand, I had some space. Was it difficult to come home? Absolutely. Yeah. And this summer, this really summarizes it. Because Sanera goes, you know, hi, I'm Sanera, whatever. And my cousin, who had already met her outside, as a result of this, we'll speak again as if they've never met to compensate for what my aunt does here. So my aunt looks at her and she goes, "Mm." and then she looks at me and she's like, this is why you need a man in your life to fix that shower and things you got going on back there. And then my cousin looks and she goes, oh, hey, hi. I was like, quit quit fronting, y'all just met outside. Um, But it was just like this. No, I was like, come on, don't do this right now. Um, But fortunately, like, you know, my aunt's very old school, but for the most part, and mm-hmm. I say this, I'm very, very blessed in this. They just want to understand. Yeah. They just really want to get it. My cousins and everybody, they're very cool with her. They welcome her. Um, she was. We were all at the house kicking it, chilling, having, you know, like having bites to eat. Like mm-hmm. she was coming, taking trips. My little cousins love her and everybody just, you recognize, I think, however, when something good is happening versus the state you saw me in when I got here. You know, I had to look fucking disheveled. I've been up for days partying, smoking, drink, just and for three months. I went straight sober. I dealt with all the wounds and things that, you know, people didn't want to address. I, there was a lot of arguing. My aunt's very controlling. She needs a man or a dog. One of the two. I don't know which it is, but I would feel bad setting her up, to be mm-hmm. honest. Like I would come home from work. I'd be on camera. She'd be like, yeah, I see you coming inside the house. 
got everything you need back there i'd be like yeah we good <laughs> you know um and so it was just kind of like this like this kind of struggle for independence though because i had to remember the last time y'all saw me i really was a child but y'all didn't know i was fighting the streets and you didn't know like i had been out here dabbling in this that and the third and you didn't know what i had seen or the things i had been through or my experiences or you know the abuse i dealt with the abuse i dished out mm. like even in certain situations you know so it was just kind of like you you have no idea i was selling bags like you know like mm. i was so it's like what what was really going on and then getting around all of the, that energy that really grounded me that said like for so long i felt like home wouldn't accept me mm. i felt like i couldn't come back i felt like you're not going to take me because i'm gay you're not going to love me because i have made so many poor decisions and just like that, the grace brought me back in. I want, I want to talk about um, what what helped you get into the space that you are right now. Because, you know, uh, we, I, I really don't know you all that well. I've only yeah. met you, like, maybe one time. Yeah, this person, is, from, yeah, from literally. Thing, and then, you know, you're telling me, uh, telling you, telling me your journey. Um, what... What what all tools did you use to help you get to the space that you're in now? Because you look like you're in an amazing place right now. You're, you're sitting here with the love of your yeah. life, where you're chilling at your apartment. Y'all are fasting, healthy, yeah. beautiful skin. Yeah, we you, you, you yeah, got a God is dope shirt on. Yeah, God is dope. That Atlanta-based company, y'all have to check them out. God is dope. I just love this hoodie. It's so soft. Mm -hmm. It's very comfortable. But um, the one thing I would say is I started to realize, like, you know what's wild? People like to think of this concept of control as something they really have. But you couldn't stop yourself from getting a cold. Mm -hmm. If you broke your leg, you couldn't magically fix it. When you get into a wreck, you panic because you are not in control. Mm -hmm. And so I suddenly released this idea. I heard this sermon by Pastor Mike Todd. It was literally the Expect Effect sermon series, which led to the inspiration for the Expect Effect podcast. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about that a little bit in the earlier episodes, but... He came on and he said, if you think what I'm saying is so crazy and his idea is that you pair faith with expectation, that equals a miracle. So you're supposed to have faith, state what you expect, boldly approach the throne, really believe, have no doubt and watch it happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So then he said, if you think this this is so crazy, what I'm saying, what do you have to lose? How much money do you have? How many cars do you have? What do you really have going for yourself and how has it gone so far? And I said, oh, wow, you know back in my great aunt's guest home i really don't have i don't have a car i don't i don't have a job good good point sir okay I'll, I'll test it out and i just started to move in prayer and diligence i heard god tell me to move for seven days off of social media that was a huge venting spot for me too like 110 percent. and that's the connection i still had to the city i said i was trying to get away from for a little bit mm. right so i just cut off all social media no tash just reading the bible and for days i just cried I felt like I didn't have anybody around me. My friends weren't acting the way I wanted them to. It was just not. You feel like it. You, need, you need people just like in your bubble, like kind of like your aunt. Like you kind of need a sense of control of everything around you. Right, and yeah. it was like I was completely losing my balance, and that's and God was like, "That's how I like it." Like He's like, "I'm excited now. You you need me now." There's something for you to wait on now. And I started to pray. I started to write affirmations. I had notes on my refrigerator, my mirror. I would say through the same things every day that I'm the head and not the tail. I would walk around the room with my eyes closed and picture what I wanted. And I would say, I'm going to have it. And it started to just secrete and get very concrete. And slowly but surely, things started coming together. I got a job, started getting some money. I met Tanera. And it was just like everything really flowed. And even like the messy parts were able to be worked out in this really beautiful way because I started to expect opposition, but I knew I had already won it. Mm -hmm. 
And that's the mindset that I started to get this thing of, yo, if, if no matter who you are, if like, say like for the sake of the topic, the Christianity is true and the story of Jesus Christ rising on the third day is true. Okay. So I believe it is that even if you don't, if a, if a God like that is capable of bringing a man back to life, he took 30, 36, 39 lashes on the back nails and lit rose on the third day said, Hey, what's up? How y'all doing? Like y'all thought I was playing, but here I am. And if he can do that, then what are my issues? And so I really started to release control in that way. And I got good in community, but I got careful. I started to reassess myself. Yo, there's work that has to be done. You got to get real with yourself. You got, yo, I used to drink like three Red Bulls a day. I got with Sanaria and she was like, do you know what a bottle of water is? Like, have you seen one? I said, not recently. <laughs> and so, like, you know, you start making works there. You, you start being diligent. Help you, huh? Yeah, man. But I started to say, like, do you love yourself? Do I want to be around? Do I care about myself? Like, do I have dreams? Do I have aspirations? Like, I started to open my eyes and say, like, oh, man, there are things I want to realize. There are things I want to do better. I got to come up out of this. Mm. I really got to handle business. That means I really got to go to work. That means I really got to start thinking different. Like, and then... I really got to start being more of a giver. You get, you so, like, you honestly get, you reap what you sow. And I'm not saying, like, you got to give from a space of, like, I have absolutely nothing. But there are times I've helped people and I knew I wasn't going to get it back. And it would have been real nice if I had gotten it back. Yeah. But you, you have to be willing. But one of the things I started doing in that space when I was down, I started writing down all the personal debt I had. I made a list. I said, yeah. I'm going to pay these people off. And I started paying tides when I was only working odd end at like Taco Bell and Brookshire's making $30 a check, $40 a check, paid my little 10%. Before 2018 was up, I had marked everybody off that list that I had like needed to pay back. Mm -hmm. And these were not small increments of money. I owed at least five people $60. <laughs> like you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying? So it was like, okay, like I'm paying these people back. I'm getting these things together. I'm getting closer with my mother. I'm seeing families heal. I'm doing better in relationships. Like I'm doing better at communication. And it's like, I watched a person grow with me, really try with me, struggle with me, like see me at like really rough times, but it's not like this idea of like, oh, everything has to be bad and everything has to sacrifice. Not everybody has to be grown. Everybody has to operate and everybody has to want to be present. Otherwise, it's just not going to work. You can't twist anybody's hand, but like you want those good things. And it's like I move every day I wake up. I expect good things. Because like the verses I read tell me that my shame is undone, my sin is erased, and my past is forgiven. That means I got a clean slate. So God, what do you want me to do today? Because all of a sudden, like, I got all this opportunity and I got all this space. So when I hear the Expect Effect podcast, it's like, I got to give people, so you got to know what you expect and what you believe are the same thing. And you have to know you're worth it. And you need to be connected with other people to know they're worth it. And when you sit back and you listen to this and you're all curled up by yourself, that's where, that's, that's the exact place you're reached. Mm -hmm. That's the exact place the healing starts. So yeah, self-care isn't selfish. It's necessary. I believe that if, if Ted Bundy, had done a little more self-care then maybe maybe, then maybe maybe you know maybe i don't know jokes aside but like i think people really have this misconception of taking a break like i used to be a workaholic but like really no ends no means like and thought that was the answer but couldn't figure out why i was running in circles when in reality i'm not being kind to myself you're not eating the way you're supposed to but you wonder why you're tired like, you're not spending time with your kids, but you wonder why they're not talking to you. Like, you're not, you're not doing anything or sowing seeds into the things that are supposed to be feeding you, but you wonder why you're hungry. Like, that, that's the shit that had to hit me. Like, oh, man, maybe if I didn't have alcohol for breakfast, I might feel a little bit better. 
Like, you know, and so all of that stuff started to flow and it was like, I care about me. If nobody else does, I have to be my own champion. And when that hits you, like, I think you really do shift. That's like you just gave yeah. us a sermon. I feel like, <laughs> I honestly, like, this you. is like free therapy for me right now. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate this. All the mm-hmm. time. We're always here. Yes. <laughs> well, I think yeah. your story is like very, very beautiful. And like, uh, like, thank you for sharing that with us, you know, because you know, sometimes people don't like getting personal about their personal life. Oh, mm-hmm. man. If I, don't, if I don't tell it, yeah. then did I really overcome it? And, I'm, and, and like, if I don't expose these things of myself, then what do you think of me? If you do like me, I don't have to be your cup of tea. Don't forget to go when you leave. Like, that's okay. It just doesn't have to be your space. But at least you know me. And I can say and declare, like, if I'm following something, I got to be open about that. I let everybody know I love to drink. I was always partying. You know what I'm saying? I let, like, I get, you know, and so, like, if I'm going to be loud and I'm going to be rambunctious, then I got to say also it has not been cute. You know, like it it hasn't been pretty. And, like, the Instagram posts, like, it's, it's not that I don't, I don't like to vent as much on social media. But, like, there were times I was definitely like, yo, this, I, I am die. I feel like dying. And nobody even really responded. And you realize, like, that's not, like, this terrible thing. But maybe, like, this thing that needs to happen for you to be, like, in retrospect, what am I doing? And why am I going here for this? And, like, what, what are the other options? Is there something I can journal? Is there a person I can hug? Who, what can I do? And how do I get out of this space? And that's when I realized, like, I had to be honest with people right next to me and stop just putting on like this front or pretending to be all right. So like, you got it, you got to share your story in, in the best way that you can. I'm not saying, you know, share your most intimate details. We don't want to know everything, but you know, it's like, I I think you really got to be open enough to, to let people know, especially when they come on the show, this is a space you can get real with me because I'm not, I'm not holding anything bars from you and nobody's judging you in this space. And I want you to know that what we're creating here is for anybody who fits into that realm of not wanting to be judged and just wanting some peace at mm. the end of the day that's what everybody's looking for so like create that for yourself i want everybody to feel like they can do that so so what's the next big thing for the uh for the expect effect podcast oh my goodness man we got we got shows lined up through march third the week of march 13th at which time we will be taking an off week um, <laughs> I'm okay. gonna be celebrating my birthday and just having a great time. Oh, we're gonna take a nice break. break. Yeah, I know. Then we're gonna lead into season two. There are a lot of cool things. We're gonna be trying definitely more engaging on social media. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna see more engagements there. We do have the blog out that includes journal entries. Some of you may think like, okay, journaling, it's such a hassle. I'm with you. I do not personally like to sit down and physically write something, but I find that the moments I do, it's much more cathartic for me. So we include topics that go along with the show notes. Um, So whatever we've talked about for that week, you can sit there, you can journal it, you can read it. You don't even have to listen because I know some of our shows are like 45 minutes to an hour. You're you're very talented for doing that, by the way. Uh, Ashir came over yesterday morning. He, he, He had brought that up. And he was just very, he, he was praising you uh, yesterday morning oh, about, my goodness. about the whole, the sending out the journal stuff. Thank you. Yeah, no, yeah. I thought 110%, I want people to really engage with me yeah. and I want people to really take something away. I realized like I'm pushing out a lot of content and I was like, I really, 
I really want this to stick with people. Like longer than you just like listening to it or running me back, like really have something to follow along with. So we created those show notes. That way you can get a taste of the show before listening um, and you can follow through, guide along. You'll have links to anything we've referenced in the show. And then you'll also be able to do those journal entry topics. So we're going to be getting more engaging on that front. We're going to be doing more short episodes throughout the year um, and just really kind of creating this balance. I personally have some things I really hope to get started that will you know later later you know reveal themselves but i think comedy for sure i want to come back to in 2020 i miss it i miss it like every like i don't think anybody misses like don't get me wrong i think self-care is amazing but i'd be lying if i didn't say i'd like to get back on my best bullshit like Mm -hmm. and not you know just always always be be here and sometimes you need that balance of ratchetness and righteousness yes yes and i just want to be able to come back but i would love to just hit the stage i've been working on a lot of material life has given me material and i'm just ready really to showcase that but i'm selective over it Mm. i'm careful with it and comedy is great but like to dave Chappelle's point it's always like watching somebody else fuck your bitch you know you just want (laughs) to get in there and you're like ah like i can really see where i could do this better than you or i think and like Mm. and seeing everybody come up and just being in this space and you just you praise people and the scene that is comedy is so amazing and it's so engaging i just i'm excited to really get back out there and do that and you know other than that i'm just gonna make sure my home is straight make sure that i'm straight make sure that that everything that i want to pursue and that the people around me are good and that's that's really it i want everybody expect better do better and believe better it's that simple well nikki i'm I'm very proud of you your growth is just amazing Thank you so much, man. Um, I love this this show, all the work that you guys are doing. Y'all acting like y'all ain't been out here traveling all weekend, doing shows after shows, coming all the way from Amarillo to DFW. Y'all came to my house in Denton. I don't think y'all even understand. That's 40 minutes, 45 minutes outside of Dallas just because my car was not sufficient enough for the trip. So y'all are very dedicated, very driven, and it's Absolutely. it's apparent. So I'm happy, happy to have done this show. Thank, Thank you, you, guys. Appreciate you. Do you want to get your plugs off? um yo you can follow me at it's just nakia on instagram and facebook the expect effect podcast on instagram and facebook our show's blog is integrated into my website so again at it's just nakia on instagram and facebook you'll find that there the expect effect podcast is available on all major listening platforms so i'm everywhere i'm like a mini oprah i'm the closest thing you're going to get to it for now so just take that Um, You can check out my YouTube channel if you're ever interested in catching poetry or if you really want more insight um, into my life. I did write some pieces about this big headed person sitting next to me. Um, We wrote a couple of just fun poetry pieces. So I like to do a lot of stuff. You can get to know me um, that way. I don't really respond to DMs. So don't slide in. This is not this is don't get hyped by that Yo Gotti song. But if if I like you enough, I might. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that, I, I, was, I was looking at your queen's face He's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, Janie, um, uh, you want to get the bugs off? Nikia, I just wanted to thank you for telling your story oh, There was a lot of relatability Yeah, I, I've been having I've been listening more since I've been down here Yeah, so um, You know, it's uh, it's been a good experience Thank you, yes. thank you We hope to get better, you know to, yeah. get, to get more on our professional equipment tip Like y'all, yeah. we're going to build up Get the income going Definitely. But doing the expect effect has just been an experience and every week it's almost like this breath of life for me sometimes like even when i don't want to do it you know it's like i gotta get that out and then it's like i'm glad i did that you know so always be consistent with this guys i think y'all are amazing y'all are dope y'all are really really dope 
Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate it. Oh, you want, did you get your plugs off? Um, yes, Yellow Hippie at Instagram and Janie Got a Gun on Twitter. That's right, Janie. I know her name. Did y'all want to put that on the record? Yeah, yes. Janie. Oh, man. <laughs> She's so awesome. She called me. I was like in the middle of like a trip in Portland. It's like, um, how do you say your name? I don't want to fuck it up. I was so panicked. <laughs> like, I had to then put the yeah. snippet in the I think I was like at show. a bar in Portland. I was like, um, <laughs> it's Janie. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> No, Jane, but, yeah, I yeah. sent like a voice message mm-hmm. to Zane. I was all panicked. I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but but that, I mean, it seems like a small amount of effort, but that meant a lot, I feel oh, like. Man, it no, really thank did. Thank you so much. I, you know? I hate my name. Y'all, I got five letters in my name, and I have been called Nikki, <laughs> Nika. Okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I said it. So I've been, like, I've been called Nikaya, Nokia. You're like, it just, I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm. Five letters, bruh. Mm-hmm. Bam, that's it. I don't like anything cute. Don't be like, oh, hey, Kia. Hey, mm-hmm. Nick. Like, it's not. No, just like, it's five fucking letters. You know, so it's like, I just very much, if, name, if I have one name. pet peeve, I'd be like, how do you want me to say your name? Mm. <laughs> like, I had a boss and people used to call him Steve and his name was Steven. And I asked him one day, I said, does, does that bother you that people call you Steve? He said, well, yeah, just one day I got grown and my name became Steve. And I said, every day I called him Steven. And so it's just, I'm very particular about shit like that. But it's like, I know the struggle out here, Janie. So I just. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, sorry to this woman. Janie, Johnny. All right, well, my IG Jane. is uh, at Zane Martinez. Don't follow me on Snap because I don't want you. And this has been another episode of P Game. Again, thank you, Nikia. Thank you, right, Nikia. Thanks, guys. Yes. You guys check out. out the Expect Effect podcast. Oh, and now we out. <laughs>